0: Hi, and welcome to the Magnetically You podcast. I'm your host and intuitive life coach, Madison Arnholt. This podcast is here to help you access the intuitive wisdom and peace within you so you can live with more freedom, flow, joy, and alignment in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I can't wait to share all of my favorite, most life-changing books with you. I've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spiritual self-help, you name it, um, kinds of books. And these are the ones that have had a lasting impact on me and principles that I've come to embody and find to be really true and impactful in my life. And I think books that really stand the test of time right like there's I've read some things where it's more just like shiny objects and um those kinds of books or even books that are framing you as a problem to be solved which is not really something I resonate with anymore just through my own experiences of personal development, I used to approach it from like Something is wrong with me. Therefore, I need to fix myself. I need to change myself. I need to work really hard to have different beliefs and different thoughts and different feelings. And there was this very much underlying something is wrong. It needs to be fixed energy, which I've just realized is um not the deepest, most effective way to transform. And a lot of these books that I'm going to be sharing are really supportive in true deeper healing and freedom, at least from my perspective and experience. So I'm really excited and I actually think I want to go back and read um, several of these because as I was going back and finding quotes, um I found a quote for each of them that I want to share um, with you as I share each of them and just realizing the power in some of these books like years ago, I read some of these books and as I read the words back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did, How did that version of me eight years ago know that this book meant something? Because as I read the words now, I'm like, I had no idea what they were actually saying eight years ago. And now I do. Now it's like an embodied practice in my life. Like It's funny because so many of these books have such a theme of not reacting to or repressing your emotions and actually feeling them through and having your energy move fluidly and freely. And that being like the true basis for freedom and inner peace and connecting to the deeper intelligence within you. Like that's such a deep embodied um, experience for me now. When, when I was reading some of these books, like some of the earlier ones years ago, it's like, that wasn't actually an experience, but reading someone else described that process it's like the deeper part of me was connecting to it and was still uh, present and resonating with it even though i didn't actually <laughs> like know in my body what they were saying and it's i'm so glad that there was such a resonance right like something in me was like this feels right like i don't even know what they're i wouldn't have even known at the time what they were actually like saying or referring to but it resonated and it's really cool to look back now and, and know deeply in myself that like these are really powerful truths and to be living it. And yeah, it's just really fun to look back. So I actually am uh, very much looking forward to coming back to some of these books, but anyways, okay, let's just go into it. So number one is intuitive eating. So this is the first book that really changed my life. I, at the time, was in my early 20s. I had just gotten out of um, college, and I was working my first job as an actuary in Atlanta. I was working 12 hours a day. I had a lot of disordered eating that came from like um, repressed emotions, which is funny because a lot of these themes are going to come back to emotional freedom, you could say, which I've just come to find is everything. Cause that's ultimately what we're always looking for. And anything that we're doing is the emotional, like freedom, uh, of the experience. It's not actually the experience or circumstance or things. It's always the emotions that we're seeking. So anyways, um, intuitive eating. So at the time, yes, I had repressed, um, Having an experience of sexual trauma as a child, I'd repressed that for many years and it was showing up as disordered eating, chronic anxiety, back pain, insomnia like you name it, like all kinds of issues. I was working in a job I was miserable in and just feeling like, oh my goodness, if I have to feel this way the rest of my life, like I don't know if I'm going to be able (laughs) to carry on. Like I just can't do it. If this is what life is, like I don't know. I don't know if I can do this or if I want this, like, how am I going to go a whole lifetime feeling like this? It just felt impossible. And I knew deep down there had to be a better way. And I forget how I came across it, but there was like a magical unfolding of stumbling upon the book intuitive eating. And the idea immediately deeply resonated in my soul. It was like, Oh, I can just eat freely and not worry about food and be healthy and feel great and not worry about it all the time. Like, yes. Cause up until that point, like for many years, I had been literally constantly thinking and worrying about food. What am I going to eat? What am I going to not eat restricting? I can't eat this. I can't eat that. Like it was so all consuming and so exhausting. And I found the book intuitive eating. And I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know this is for me, and I want this. And I was at a point where I had suffered so much where like I just couldn't do it anymore. And it, there had to be another way, or I wasn't going to be able to like I felt like I wasn't going to be able to go on. Um, and that's when I found intuitive eating and I was just at the point where all I my number one priority was inner peace. I didn't care. I was like, fuck it. Like I will do anything. To not worry about food 24 seven anymore. And so the principles in that um, book are really helpful in kind of like re acclimating and retuning into your intuition and natural hunger and fullness cues and just being able to eat in a natural, intuitive, effortless way without having to constantly think about it, right? Like the mind loves to think if I don't think about it or control about it or worry about it or Overly be meddling in it, right? And controlling the process, then it can't possibly (laughs) um, go well. Like this is like classic ego with everything. And actually, the area of my life that I'm least controlling about now is food. And that's the area that I'm have the highest unconditional freedom, alignment, joy, health, ease in. It's funny how the area I control the least,
1: the area I
0: have the most effortless um, ease, freedom, like I just don't even think about it and it just flows so easily and I, it requires no thinking, no effort, no worrying. And so that book really helped um, kind of like set me off on that path and trajectory of reconnecting with my um, intuition. Now, I, I don't even remember what the principles in the book are because I don't need any principles. Like I literally just follow what feels right for me when it feels right for me without a care or worry or a thought um, in the world. And so that was um, really my gateway actually into personal development and into spirituality because I thought, and I actually ended up becoming a health coach after that because I was like, oh my goodness, everyone in the world needs to know that they don't have to worry about food and they could just feel free. Oh my gosh, I want everyone in the world to know this. It's the best thing ever. So I became a health coach and started realizing, oh, if I can drop all of the shoulds and the supposed tos and the rules with food, can I just drop all of the things I'm supposed to do in every other area of life and follow what feels right for me, follow my intuition and have those areas work out just as well. And so that's kind of how uh, my big, I don't know, my spiritual personal development and even business journey um, started and then expanded out from uh, intuitive eating and health coaching into uh, the coaching that I do now which is you know definitely still related to that because it all comes back down to the same principles of energy and intuition of right like shifting and healing and transmuting those stuck energy and emotions in the body and following your intuition it's like it's that simple and between those two things it's you can live a very aligned intuitive free beautiful. life. So intuitive eating. So the quote I wanted to share from this book is intuitive eaters march to their inner hunger signals and eat whatever they choose without experiencing guilt or an ethical dilemma. Just I eat what I want, when I want, why I want, how I want, how much I want, (laughs) where I want, why, when, who, how, right? I just do what I want, when I want, how much I want, why, like with whatever, right? All the things with food no guilt, no worries. no i'm good, no i'm bad, no this is good, no this is bad like complete um freedom and non-attachment and it's um beautiful. so intuitive eating is um for someone i think experiencing any like stress or worries or hang-ups um with food, i think it's a beautiful place to start if that Okay. The second one is When Things Fall Apart by Pima Chodron. I think that's how you say her name. So this is, again, one of the ones I read like 10 years ago. And one of the ones especially that I can't believe, oh my gosh, how how did I know that that book was so meaningful? Like how did it resonate that much when there was no part of me that was in embodiment of the teachings at that time and I just think it's again so beautiful how there can be a resonance within our soul of like the deeper um more universal um truths and so this is one that I actually want to go back to because I've read a lot of Pima um Chodron there's another book um by her on this list that'll come later I've read a lot of her other books in the last um year and they're all just amazing so 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 wonderful um So the quote from that book I want to share is things falling apart is a kind of testing and also a kind of healing. We think that the point is to pass the test or overcome the problem, but the truth is that things don't really get solved. They come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and fall apart again. It's just like that. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief, for relief, for misery, for joy. I'm like, oh my goodness, that quote just is so powerful and has become something that's you know really embodied in my life through working with my own energy and following my own intuition or inner wisdom you could say and this is something my inner voice has actually told me and that's why it resonated right like we all have this deeper wisdom within us, these universal truths, and that's why they can resonate before we even know it mentally, because that it's a wisdom that's beyond our mental knowings and our mental mind. um, You could say, and this is something my inner voice has said to me, just in different words. And and it, it said, freedom is all inclusive, meaning that freedom isn't in never feeling a negative emotion. Again, it's being able to feel it and not needing it to be different. Right, she says, healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Freedom comes from letting there be room for every emotion, every up, every situation, every this, every that. Right, like it's like to think that our when our our minds love to think our circumstances should be this way. Right, I need to have this and I need to have that and it needs to be this way. That's fine. Preferences are fine. <laughs> Attachment brings us suffering, but preference is definitely a lighter touch. But when we have those attachments we can't even enjoy the other things because the mind gets so fixed on that being the correct thing that will bring us joy, that we block our joy from being experienced in other situations. But it's like saying, like, I'm only gonna be happy if I eat like um, steak and hamburgers for the rest of my life. And it's like, oh my God, but what about pasta? You're missing out on pasta and pizza and cookies and fruit and smoothies and whatever the fuck else is it's so insane when we get so attached to one limited way that things should be it's like like oh my gosh why are we so fixed on steak and hamburgers like there's pizza and there's pasta and there's all of it like can we can we be free to enjoy everything wouldn't you rather be free to enjoy everything rather than only free to enjoy a few certain things it's insane when we um look at it that way. And I think you know, the other really deep truth in what she says in this quote is everything kind of it comes together and it falls apart. It's like nothing is permanent, nothing lasts forever. And that's literally the <laughs> experience of life. And when we fight that we suffer, when we allow that, we can experience joy through at all through allowing the flow of that process rather than fighting it number three is the great pain deception by steven ozanich so oh this is another um really powerful book it's very long and very um intense you could say um i was recommended this book on a podcast Uh, this guy was saying he had um back pain that was triggered by a big emotional event he got married and then all of a sudden on the honeymoon he had back pain the whole time and like couldn't even enjoy the honeymoon and he read this book and then it was like gone the next day or something like that and i'm like oh this sounds amazing because this was at the time again you know like eight ten half many years ago um when i had the eating disorder disorder Anxiety, I had chronic back pain, insomnia. And so at that time, I had chronic back pain for about two years and it was just so painful and so annoying. (laughs) And I tried everything. I went to doctors. They said nothing is wrong. Medicine didn't work. Pain things didn't work. Like I tried everything under the sun. And after I read that book, I'm literally not shitting you. The pain disappeared. Gone, 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 gone. And it probably like popped up like a few months after that for like a week. And then like an even longer stretch after that for a little while, but like, it's been years and it's not something that comes up anymore. Maybe like once every once or twice in the last few years, there's been like a wave of back pain. Um, You could say that's usually triggered by um, like over stress or an emotional event. And then I recognize it and I just allow it to be there. And then it quickly passes. Um, and it's not like an issue or problem anymore. So this book it's, um, I'll just read the quote and it'll give you the gist of it. Pain and other chronic symptoms are physical manifestations of unresolved internal conflict. Symptoms surface as an instinctual mechanism for self-survival. They're messages from the inner self wanting to be heard, but ego takes center stage and hides the truth within the shadows of the unconscious mind, which is the body. One purpose of these physical symptoms is to keep the individual focused on the physical body and away from surfacing emotions. So we're back on the theme of emotions, which is so funny. Um, Because again, I've just found that learning to allow and feel and transmute my emotions has given me the most ultimate greatest freedom of all and just unbelievable level of inner peace that stays with me whether my emotions are up or um, down and that a lot of that has come through like uh, yes, these books, but also like actually doing it in practice, um, which is what we do, which is what I do with my clients in inner voice sessions. Cause we're actually like learning how to do this inside the body rather than just reading about it. Right. Like I read about this shit like, um, eight, 10 years ago, but I didn't actually know how to do any of it. And now it's something that, um, Is very like practice and has become very true. And it's like, oh, yes, it actually is incredibly powerful and life changing. And it's, I was telling my friend on a walk today, I'm like, releasing, learning how to release emotions, literally everything. It's just so amazing. So, anyways, okay. So, yeah, this book is amazing and not just great for pain, but I am also, again, not kidding. I'm like, I can't make this shit up. My, I had bad allergies growing up to pollen to, I couldn't go in perfume stores or bath and body works. Like when I was little, I would have to stay outside in the mall because I would get like literally sick. If I would, there would be too many like smells or whatever. Um, my allergies have been gone for years since I read this book, just gone back pain gone and um even the eczema actually went away after this book too i had during the time of all those you know physical manifestations of the unre- of the unresolved uh trauma or internal conflict right those all those repressed emotions were coming out in physical ways and guess what when you have back pain and you're like i have back pain i have back pain i have back pain all day long Guess what you don't have to do is feel the emotions that kind of like were underneath um, that pain. And so as even just that awareness that, oh, this pain could be from like, even just learning about the idea that the pain could be from that and learning about how uh, bringing, casting a light on that shadow, you could say, just casting the light of awareness on that shadow literally dissolved the pain. And it was amazing. And I ended up sharing it with my friend's sister's boyfriend. She asked me like, how did you get rid of your back pain? I was like, oh, read this book. Like it's crazy. And they, he ended up, um, reaching out to me a couple months later and was just like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like my pain is gone. Like, I can't believe it. Like, thank you for sharing, um, this book. So I think it's a really cool book for any physical. Um, Ailments that are presenting, and the mind will probably say, Oh, I, I don't have any repressed stuff. Well, yeah, that's because it's repressed. Like, <laughs> of course, you aren't aware. And like, if you don't, then don't read it. You know what I mean? But it's like, but what if the possibility of seeing it in this way allows the pain to dissolve and offers you more freedom, you know? Um, so that's a really, really great one. Again, great for any type of like chronic physical symptoms um or anything uh like that I will say the mm, somewhat victim-y story in the beginning so I went back and read this book um the first time through loved it didn't even perceive this the second time I read it probably two years ago I just recognized oh like this (laughs) the first part of the book he's like telling this story where I think it was like a car crash or something and his wife got hurt and like he was kind of like blaming the doctors and like blaming the people. And like, there was lots of kind of a little bit of like victimy in the story. So like, just, you know, forewarning, you'll have to get through, um, that part or skip it, but like, who cares? Because the book obviously worked at least, um, for me and like, you know, what do you have to lose with, uh, reading a book? The fourth book is you are the placebo by Joe Dispenza. So the quote from this one is to be happy with yourself in the present moment while maintaining a dream of your future is a grand recipe for manifestation. When you feel so the, so whole that you no longer care whether it will happen, that's when amazing things materialize before your eyes. I've learned that being whole is the perfect state of creation. I've seen this time and time again in witnessing true healings and people all over the world. They feel so complete that they no longer want, no longer feel lack, and no longer try to do it themselves. They let go, and to their amazement, something greater than they are responds, and they laugh at the simplicity of the process. Oh, I just love that quote because again, it's one of those ones where it's like, how, how did this resonate years ago? I have no idea because I surely did not <laughs> um, know how to access the wholeness from within. But that's something again through the releasing stuck emotions and following my intuition. I can see through any experience or any situation or any feeling to come back to that inner wholeness within me. And that has been the most ultimate, wonderful, greatest gift uh, to give myself is to watch the mind want to find its wholeness or seek that externally to watch that pattern. And to become so aware of it that it doesn't play out anymore. And instead to go inward and see through any emotions that are blocking that inner wholeness, right? Let the clouds pass and see the sun that's always already there. And then from that inner state of wholeness, seeing what I feel called to act on or not act on from there. And I found for me, as he said, that life unfolds in ways far, far more magical than I ever could have controlled or predicted or chased or sought when I let that coming home to my inner sense of wholeness be, uh, my priority. It's like, (laughs) find your inner sense of wholeness and then see what flows. But like, it sounds like so simple and ridiculous, but like, actually it's so beyond, um, powerful because the only thing that the only reason we think things have to be hard or we have to work really hard or try really hard is because there's a feeling within us blocking that inner sense of wholeness. When the inner sense of wholeness is there, we don't go through all the role of suffering and then we can allow things to happen and unfold beautifully and, and with ease and open up so many more new um, potentials. So that's also another very deep sciencey, really intense, long uh, book. And it would be interesting to read that one back. Cause I think um, like that, what I just read, like that resonates so deeply. And the, when I read the book at the time, like I just loved it. I ate it up. I told everyone who would listen <laughs> that they had to read um, that book. So it, I do think it's an amazing book, but I think I kind of have like a a new, I guess, perspective. Now that's much less focused on manifestation, right? Like a lot of that book is about like, visualizing and and uh, letting go of the old self so that you can manifest a new future. And I've even let go of the change so that I can manifest a new future. It's just like, no, I'll just be what I be because I want to be it, do what I do because I want to do it. And then whatever happens, happens. And I am able to align with it and what seems to be flowing from that place of such uh, letting go. And allowing an inner wholeness is just amazing things are unfolding and so i also like he said have seen this in my own life is that be, that feeling of wholeness is really <laughs> the perfect state of um creation so um great one number 5 is the sedona method and so Yet another one where at the time didn't really get it, wasn't able to apply it, but now it's something I'm deeply living in my life. So I'm really excited. Again, this is another one I want to go back and read. Um, but he he says, um, because we spend so much time resisting and suppressing our emotions rather than letting them flow freely through us, welcoming or allowing an emotion to be is often all that's necessary to allow it to release. So it's like, okay, well, cool, right? I read that at the time. It's like, oh, that sounds great, but I didn't actually know how to do it. (laughs) I still went on for years and suppressing my emotions, even though they give some steps in the book. So I think it's the kind of thing where it may click, right? It may hit you and you may, it may click, or maybe it won't. Um, But since then, I've learned how to actually welcome and allow an emotion and feel it. And this is what we do um, also in the inner voice. Uh, sessions is releasing those stuck energy and our emotions. So the energy can flow freely. And when our energy is flowing um, freely, we feel whole, we feel free and we're connected to our inherent inner wisdom that allows us to live really in sync with uh, life. So this um, book is all about a very, it's a very simple process of asking yourself, Questions, but the thing is, the questions are just pointers to an experience inside the body, right? When I read the book and I read the questions, the questions for me at the time of my level of awareness didn't point me to the experience in my body. But now, when I read the questions back, I know exactly what it's pointing to. If that makes sense. Um, So, anyways, the questions are something along the lines of like, can I let this go? Right, like when a heavy feeling is coming up, can I let this go? Am I willing to let this go? Yes. When will I let this go now? And it's just the now moment practice of feeling, tuning into the emotion, recognizing it's there. And like through awareness, letting it drop, but just asking those questions doesn't actually put you into, in, into awareness inside of the body of the emotion. So, and even the words I'm saying, like, again, it's like, it's just words until you have the experience in the body. So anyways, I feel like I'm making this sound more confusing. It's a great, wonderful um, book. And I'm excited. I'm really excited to go back to this one because I think it'll land even more uh, deeply now. The next one is Shambhala, the sacred path of the warrior by Chogyam Trungpa. I don't know how to say it. Um, So this book is based in Buddhist principles, which are teachings and principles I've really come to resonate with in the last um, few years. This is a beautiful book and really supported me in becoming more present and living with just more joy and ordinary moments of life. So in cooking and doing the dishes, right? Like just random uh, shit. This book really talks about how those ordinary moments are really powerful and to we can treat them in a way that's intentional and with presence in a way that allows us to experience the magic of the moment. So one of the quotes from that book is, the more you struggle to gain the upper hand, the more speed and aggression you manufacture to overcome your obstacles, the more you become subject to the phenomenal world. The real challenge is to transcend that duality altogether. It is possible to contact energy that is beyond dualism, beyond aggression, energy that is neither for you nor against you. That is the energy of Drala. Drala is not a god or spirit, but fundamentally it is connecting with the wisdom of your own being with the power of things as they are. If you're able to connect to those two things, out of that you can discover magic in everything. So what I picked up from that is, being connected to your inner being, your inner wisdom, and being connected to the present moment through that, you can discover the magic and everything. And it's like, yes, 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 yes. And it's so funny, because it's like, all these quotes and books, all along, kind of, at least when there's a universal, like actual truth, right? I think there's a lot of self help out there that is a lot of like, just I don't know, mental like concepts um, from people who may have had Experiences of what they're saying in their um, body necessarily. But when you come across a truth and you've had the experience yourself, you know it. You know it's the truth, and there's a deeper resonance. And it's cool to um, see how a lot of these uh, very wise teachers whose teachings have standed the test of time are all really saying the same thing, just in a little bit of different ways. Um, So, yeah, connecting with your with the way things are right presence in your own inner being it's like then then you're free um the next one is dear lover by david dita this one is all about the um feminine energy and kind of cultivating that and expressing that in partnership even in your own life like not not necessarily like having to have a partner to kind of um express that um energy. And it's, again, it's one of those books. It's like saying the same (laughs) things. It's like, let your emotions and energy flow flow freely and follow your inner wisdom, right? That's what what all of the ultimate to me, what I've found the ultimate deepest universal truths are all really saying that same uh, thing. And it's a really beautiful experience to have let my, the way I live my life become that. And then to kind of come back to these books that I've read or still read them and just say like, oh yeah, like we, they get it. I get it. Like we're on this kind of like, I don't know, some sort of same uh, wavelength, because again, we all have that deeper uh, wisdom and access to those uh, deeper truths you could say uh, within us. So the quote from this one is express spontaneously practice, trusting emotional expression, emerging from your heart Practice offering pleasure, pain, and emotions through the openness of your body spontaneously and responsibly as soon as they occur. So no residue remains. You can use words to express the flow of energy moving through you, but often your heart is most fully expressed through whole body, nonverbal offerings. Show your hurt through sounds, facial expressions, and whole body gestures. He's literally describing what we do in the, in um, the inner voice sessions of releasing stuck emotions, right? It's, When you stay in the storyline of it, like this happened and so I'm sad and I'm mad and I'm annoyed and they shouldn't have done this and that just perpetuates it. Or when you react to it in the ways that you normally do, again, just perpetuates it. What actually allows that energy to vibrate out and then flatten back out so that it's no longer part of your, I don't know, frequency, you could say no longer has a grip on you is actually allowing the feeling to be felt through. So oftentimes for me, this looks like it could be shaking, Uh, lots of clients cry it can be like even screaming um making weird noises right like there's just all kinds of ways that that the emotions can like move through the body and when we allow that to happen like spontaneously like he says and in the moment and and um allow that energy to flow it doesn't get stuck but when we don't allow it to flow it gets stuck and then Life will keep giving us situations to bring that energy up to the surface for resolution. And when we react to it or repress it, just stays stuck until we learn how to let the energy flow freely. And then it's no longer part of our um, energy energy field uh, you could say. So that's a really, really wonderful book. And it was, it's really um, supportive for relationships um, as well. And just having that like polarity of masculine feminine um, energy that creates that magnetic attraction. I just really, really enjoyed um, that. So number eight is taking the leap, freeing ourselves from old habits and fears. This is another Pima Chodron book. And again, another one about re- like releasing stuck emotions, just set in a different um, way. And so one of the quotes is the only way to ease our pain is to experience it fully. Learn to stay, learn to stay with uneasiness. stay with the tightening, stay with the itch of Shenpa, which is basically what they call st- just a stuck energy or activated emotion, emotional charge, right? So that the habitual chain reaction doesn't continue to rule our lives and the patterns that we consider unhelpful don't keep getting stronger. So, again, in this book, she just describes all of this in another really powerful, beautiful way of just learning how to allow pain without reacting to it or repressing. It when we spend our whole life reacting to a repressing pain, that's what we spend our whole life doing, right? And we can't live from a deeper place of our inner wisdom and creativity. But when we allow that energy to be felt and released, then we're no longer spending all of our energy trying to make the emotion go away or repress it or like project it. We actually are free to live from our deeper inner wisdom from that inner place of wholeness. Back to the Joe Dispenza. book. Number nine is The Power of Now. This, The next three are probably my three most powerful of all time, but I love all the ones I've been on this uh, list. The Power of Now, I tried to read it like years ago, probably like, I don't know, seven years ago. I had a friend who we went on vacation with, and I hadn't seen her in a little while. And she was Different. She was so present, radiant, positive, calm, at peace. And I was like, "What the fuck did you do? Like, you are like unbelievably present and calm and peaceful. Like, what did you do?" She was like, um "The re- I read the Power of Now. Like, you have to read it." And I was like, I'm "Done. Okay." And I tried to read it, and I I ju- I just couldn't do it. It didn't click. And right, like my awareness just wasn't. Ready for it at the time. So I ended up coming back to it um a little while after that. and then it just landed so, so, so deep. So know that it's cool with books. It's like they'll land when they're meant to land. And if they don't land, it's either not time yet or maybe there's like just not a resonance with the teachings of the book. and maybe they're not actually <laughs> um, I don't know, helpful, I guess you could say. Um, so this one is just a classic, so good. I love Eckhart Tolle, the way he uh, just teaches, it's really beautiful. So the quote from this one is, focus attention on the feeling inside you. Know that it is the pain body, otherwise what I would call stuck emotions or energy. Accept that it's there. Don't think about it. Don't let the feeling turn into thinking. Don't judge or analyze. Don't make an identity for yourself out of it. Stay present and continue to be the observer of what's happening inside you. Become aware, not only of the emotional pain, but of the one who observes the silent watcher. This is the power of now, the power of your own conscious presence, then see what happens. And so from my own experience, what I found is that it's like through that presence, through that awareness, through that observation of those emotions is that they, they, you feel them until you don't feel them anymore. And that usually, I don't know, takes a few minutes. Sometimes the stickier ones can take um, longer and then it's and then it's dissolved. And then from, again, then he says, then see what happens. Well, the see what happens for me is like, I feel whole situations resolve themselves. I'm inspired into much more effective, useful um, action. It feels like there's no problems anymore. It's an unbelievably wise unfolding life unfolds beautifully for me and I'm led into actions that are very peaceful and useful and joyful and actually, um, effective. So, um, yeah, just such, such a good one, um, from a enlightened, um, teacher who has had that experience of knowing being aware that what being truly aware of what he is, will say, which is not something I can say (laughs) um, in my own words, because it's not something I have um, experienced, but that's kind of how he describes it is um, being aware of the, that he is uh, awareness, right? So we'll just leave it at that. Um, Number 10 is The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. So good. He talks about (laughs) just living, allowing life to unfold, letting go and living in a very surrendered way and just really saying yes to uh, whatever unfolded in his life. And he just really tells the story of it. So it's a great book with amazing lessons and super, super helpful and just learning to just love and accept life as it is and align with it rather than trying to fight against it so the quote from this one is when you feel pain simply view it as energy just start seeing those inner experiences as energy passing through your heart and before the eye of your consciousness then relax do the opposite of contracting and closing relax and release relax your heart until you are actually face to face with the exact place where it hurts stay open and receptive so you can be present right where the tension is You must be willing to be present right at the place of the tightness and pain, and then relax and go even deeper. This is very deep growth and transformation, but you will not want to do this. You will feel tremendous resistance to doing this. And that's what makes it so powerful. As you relax and feel the resistance, the heart will want to pull away, protect and defend. Keep relaxing, relax your shoulders and your heart. Let go and give room for the pain to pass through you. It's just energy. Just see it as energy and let it go. And again, from my own experience, I found this is true. If you, you will want to resist it. You will want to fight it. You will not want to feel it. You will want to go back into story mode. This shouldn't be happening. This happened. I'm angry because of this. But when you actually just feel that raw energy within the body and stay and stay and stay and stay and stay, it will be like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. That's kind of like what it feels like in the mind. And you just stay, stay, feel, 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 let the discomfort be there. Let it be there. Let it be there. Relax, relax, relax. It will dissolve every time. And on the other side, every time is greater freedom and greater uh, wisdom. The last one is called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. This one is the most uh, recent one, I guess you could say. I read about a year or a year and a half ago, and I've read it again since then. And I honestly would love (laughs) to read it again um so 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 good very 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 powerful for going beyond the mind and letting go of attachments so he says the tragedy of an attachment is that if its object is not attained it causes unhappiness but if it is attained it does not cause happiness it merely causes a flash of pleasure pleasure followed by weariness and it's always accompanied of course by the anxiety that you may lose the object of your attachment. So this one, I think we've probably all experienced that yet. Are we living in accordance with that? Like we all know when we chase that shiny object, when we think I just have to get there, once I get that, once I get the career, the partner, the money, the success, the the weight, the, the body, the whatever, then I'll be happy. Then everything will be better. It's a big fat illusion. And we all know it. We all have had that experience of where it, we cause ourselves so much misery in the process of trying to get it. And then if we do get it, the, the happiness or joy literally is so fleeting. It's like a flash of a mental high that lasts literally five seconds, or maybe at most a few, at best a few days. And then we're off to the next thing. And that is, again, it's like that external seeking, that looking for that wholeness externally but when we can find that internally, we no longer need the things outside of us to give that to us. And then everything external can just become icing on the cake and no longer a need to fill something within us. So that is all. If you um want the links for any of these books, I'm gonna just link them all up in the show notes. So it's like super easy and you don't have to go um searching for uh everything. So feel free to go to the show notes for. Uh, the links and I hope that if any of these call to you that they resonate as deeply as um, they did for me for you and if you end up reading any of them I'd love to hear yeah after you read it like what do you think how did it go um would love to um hear so feel free to message me on instagram at madison.arnholt and with that I think that is the end of the episode. So if any of these books call to you, enjoy. And I hope you have a wonderful, magical rest of your day.